I'm Josh Escovito with Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Scott Hervey from Weintraub Tobin. It's been referred to as one of the top copyright cases to watch this year. This case, Alexis Huntley versus Instagram, could mean the end to a once widely followed copyright doctrine that was established by the Ninth Circuit and has since been rejected by a number of courts. We are going to talk about this case on this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Alexis Huntley versus Instagram involved a potential class action claim against Instagram related to its embedding practices. The named plaintiffs, two photojournalists whose photographs of the George Floyd protests and the 2016 elections were featured on websites of various media outlets without any license from the plaintiffs because these companies used Instagram's proprietary embedding tools to embed their photographs. Embedding means the process of copying unique HTML code assigned to the location of a digital copy of the photo or video published to the internet and the insertion of that code into a target web page or social media post so that the photo or video is linked for display within the target post. The plaintiffs allege that Instagram encouraged the embedding of the photos in order to drive up advertising revenue. In September 2021, U.S. District Court Charles Baer tossed the case, holding that the media companies were not liable for direct copyright infringement and that Instagram was not liable for secondary copyright infringement. The court relied on the Ninth Circuit's 2007 opinion in Perfect 10 versus Amazon, which established the server test. The server test stands for the proposition that websites do not display a copyrighted image if that image is stored on another server or website and that image is merely embedded in search results. The court concluded that the media company's websites functioned like Google in Perfect 10. Because the third-party sites are not storing the files on their actual servers, they were not liable for copyright infringement. Therefore, Instagram cannot be liable for secondary copyright infringement. The court invited the plaintiffs to raise their issue with the Ninth Circuit if they believed the server test violated copyright law. The photographers have taken the court up on its offer. In June 2022, the photographers filed an appeal with the Ninth Circuit arguing for a review of the applicability of the server test, which they claim is outmoded and impractical, and which has come to be rejected by virtually every court throughout the country that has considered the same issue that was presented in this case. Uh, on this program, we've previously discussed the cases that have eroded the server test. One such case was Sinclair versus Ziff Davis from the Central District of New York. In that case, the court refused to dismiss a photographer's infringement case against Ziff Davis based on the argument that Instagram's terms of service permitted the embedding through links on third-party websites. The court noted that while Instagram's terms did give Instagram the right to use Sinclair's photograph, the terms were ambiguous regarding the rights of third parties to embed content on their own websites. The practice by digital media publishers to embed or link third-party images is not some new aberration. It's been a long-standing practice. For years, many websites operated under the assumption that embedding was legal under the server test. However, the general acceptance of the server test began to show signs of erosion with the 2017 case of Goldman versus Breitbart News Network, in which U.S. District Judge Catherine Forrest said that copyright infringement should not hinge on invisible technical processes imperceptible to the viewer. 
The photographers argue the server test is a technological loophole, which did not exist when the Copyright Act was enacted by Congress, which has no support or explanation in the plain language of the Copyright Act, and for which no public policy justification exists. As we've seen in previous cases, it sometimes is the sole basis for distinguishing infringement from legal immunity. In their appeal, the plaintiffs argue that the district court went well beyond the applicability of Perfect Ten. Perfect 10 applied to the use of embedded images in search engines, not third-party website publishers. The plaintiffs contend that no court has expanded the server test to apply to embedding technology from Instagram to third-party website publishers. In fact, courts outside of the Ninth Circuit have explicitly rejected the server test application beyond search engines and have never applied it to situations where website publishers embed photographs into articles from individual social media accounts, whether that be Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. The plaintiffs do present an interesting argument that the lower court improperly applied the server test to a website publisher. It is true that the Perfect 10 court did not apply the server test beyond search engines, and the public policy that underlies the application of the server test to search engines does not seem to apply to website publishers. And I think that's a fair point. There is a policy justification for permitting search engines to utilize embedding. Uh, it helps the user and it, it seems like it's, it's intended to drive traffic to the location uh, where the photo actually exists. But allowing a third party to embed the copyright protected image or video onto their site doesn't serve that same purpose. And in fact, it could make it appear as if the host website is truly the owner or a licensee of the intellectual property. What do you think, Scott? I have to agree with you, Josh. Uh, I think you have to remember that what the court was dealing with in Perfect 10 was the search engine results, thumbnails of images. And the court held that Google, which was one of the other defendants in the case, Google's framing and hyperlinking as part of an image search engine constituted a fair use of Perfect Ten's images because the use was highly transformative. And, and that was what was underlying really the, the server test. I, I honestly don't know that the Ninth Circuit needed the server test. They probably just could have relied on fair use alone uh, for that opinion. Um, now, you know, this is not an insignificant issue, the issue that the plaintiffs in this case face. The plaintiffs allege that since 2013, third-party publishers such as BuzzFeed and Time have freely embedded copyrighted works into their website stories without ever paying licensing fees or obtaining the requisite permissions from the copyright holder. And I think it's important to point out that in early 2020, Instagram made it clear that its embeds API does not automatically grant a license. According to various stories on the subject, an Instagram spokesperson said, quote, while our terms allow us to grant a sub-license, we do not grant one for our embeds API. Our platform policies require third parties to have the necessary rights from applicable rights holders. This includes ensuring they have a license to share this content if a license is required by law. So what do you think of the plaintiff's appeal? Well, I think they present some interesting uh, issues. I, I think that the district court may have um, extended the applicability of the server test a bit too far. You know, one issue that wasn't addressed um, thus far is the fact that the, the 
the plaintiffs are asserting a class action. Uh, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a class action attorney, I'm not even a litigator, but uh, to me, it seems questionable whether or not they will eventually be able to certify this case and certify the class. I don't know if every single photographer who has an image on Instagram that was embedded by a third party publisher is similarly situated. You're a litigator, Josh, what do you think? I think it's a fair point. I, I think that there are some distinctions to be drawn between some of the photographers. Uh, I also am not a class action expert by any means, but I would say that there are probably some subclasses here. Um, there are probably some photographers who are similarly situated, but there are probably some others who have distinct issues. So I, I think this is an interesting issue, but uh, I suppose it remains to be seen. Yeah, I mean, we'll definitely be watching it um, to see what the Ninth Circuit does. They, they could just duck the entire issue and address the plaintiff's claim on the class action basis. But I, I, I think that they do need to address the scope and the meets and bounds of the server test and, 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 and tell us whether or not it extends to the embedding of images by um, you know, content publishers like BuzzFeed and Time. Uh, because in the Second Circuit, it does not. And that would just that would just encourage a bunch of form shopping between New York and California. I agree. And we'll definitely have to keep an eye on this one. Thanks for tuning in to this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. And for additional content, visit our website at theiplawblog.com. Thank you. Thank you.